This is a podcast from Rover. Rover. Locked on Rural Exchange, the show known as Rex. Of course, the podcast is so good. You get to listen to it first on the radio right here on Today FM. And, of course, you can listen back to the podcast anytime with any purveyor of fine podcasts or on the Rover app as well, R-O-V-A. Download it, you get it all sorted out. And we are here thanks to the great team at Carter's Tyres, the agricultural tyre specialist. Visit carterstyres.co.nz or call 0800 4 Carters. Or if you're in the neck of the woods of the Waimakariri Gorge, you could go and visit the Carter's Tyres ambassador, the one and only uh, Lowe, Richard Lowe. He's got quite a few Carter's Tyres. Let me give you the tip. Beck's floating around uh, his place. Rightio, uh, coming up, we're going to be talking, we're going to discuss the Beef and Lambs Ag Emissions Pricing Submission, get a bit of an idea on that. Um, we are very shortly going to be talking to the new CEO of Growing Future Farmers. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the crazy North Island weather. Now, Bitch's Box. Uh, Bex, keep coming, Bex. Please explain. Uh, well, this is fantastic. And Hamish, if you've never been to a performance, um, I highly recommend. Although um, they've got plans, which I'm sure we'll hear about, but they've got plans Ooh. to make a feature-length film, so you'll be Ooh. able to watch the film. Ooh. Looking forward to that. Rightio, let's get straight into a top of the hour. There's a, a, a new power woman at the helm of growing future farmers. Uh, Fonterra's Wendy Paul has been announced as the organisation's new CEO, kicking in January next year, and uh, joins us now. Uh, greetings, Wendy. Welcome to the show. Hi, Hamish. Thanks for having me. Right, uh, look, uh, you had 18 years with Fonterra, and congratulations on the, the new role. What made you want to step into this role? Yeah, thanks, Hamish. I guess for me, it it's really comes down to it being a very purpose-led and meaningful work. Um, and through my years in Fonterra, really seeing the need for growing that, uh, that succession planning for all parts of the agri-sector, which is something that um, really attracted me to the role um, on the ideas and operating models that Growing Future Farmers has developed. So keen to be part of this next phase for them. It's so integral, isn't it? I mean, what a big challenge at the moment, getting these youngsters interested in the ag industry. I know we spoke to uh, Hawke's Bay farmer yesterday, uh, Rob Butter, who, you know, is just so excited. and just, you know, his, half, his, his cup's overflowing with excitement about the future of, uh, of the ag industry. So, we, you know, so how do, you, how do you plan to tackle getting youngsters in, 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 in interested? I think it's all about setting a vision for them and actually making the dream feel attractive as far as, as opposed to hard work. And I think um, in this day and age, uh, more and more young people are sort of looking for something that's more meaningful than the corporate ladder. Um, so I think it's about setting the fact that it's not only just on farm, but it's future beyond farm careers in the agri sector. Um, and it's setting the scene that, you know, for for me, the agri sector is the, the food basket of of the world and um, we're going to need nutrition to feed the world so how do you be part of that big dream um, and I think anybody could buy into that if they can see how their their contribution contri- contributes to that bigger dream. I saw a great PR uh, program on, on growing future farmers on Country Calendar just on the weekend um, with the Jex oh. Blake family and I thought you know fantastic advertising for your uh, program and what a great show and what great people um, and I loved what Dan said around how it's sort of our duty or it's on us if we can to help with this uh, with training the future farmers and so what would you say to farmers that potentially might be interested or could have 
uh, a student from this program come on farm but haven't taken that step yet? Yeah, I think um, from my experience as farmers, there's always a risk on taking on people onto farm uh, because uh, obviously we don't know what they're going to get in some stages. But what I love about what Growing Future Farmers done is a real good, intense application process to make sure the fit's right. Um, and then also the ability to really shape somebody's future and give them give them a future will, will be hugely rewarding as well as getting that return on on their investment from getting you know hands on work growing somebody and having an output day by day. It's not having to wait for the two years. Um, you know that return on investment and, and dual sort of relationship of both getting something meaningful out of it happens every day on the farm through this model. So. Um, yeah, I mean, wouldn't you want to really shape somebody's future and be part of the legacy of having a, a truly, you know, um, meaningful life work, uh, not only on farm, as I say, but also could go on to bigger and better things into the agri-sector around the world? Yeah, and I think that's nice in theory, and I think there are a lot of people who would want to have uh, take that stance, and as, as Bex pointed out, we saw that on Country Calendar, but then there is still, unfortunately, a mentality of, you know, get people in and then just, you know, treat them like they're in the dog's box. There's still That still exists, doesn't it? You know, people just run people into the ground and they don't, you know, you know, if anybody tries to deny that and you're lying because it's, it's happening around, the, it still happens around the country, doesn't it? We, so we've got to, it's got to be a big shift or we've got to make sure that young people don't go to those type of employers or farmers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the last thing that I would certainly be wanting uh, to be happening. It does happen. Um, I suppose I'm talking out of town. I don't have the knowledge of exactly where and how that's happening at the moment. But one of the key things is about the pastoral care and ensuring that those young people that do come on farm um, have the best environment to succeed. And uh, one of the key things that I'm very focused on is, is holistic well-being um, and ensuring that uh, we set up a psychosocial a safe environment for people to be working at um, and that all comes into that selection and the match between the farmer and the graduate um, so equally important that when we do ask um, the farm owners to take it on that we have a really good understanding of the ethics and values as well. Yeah and, and don't get me wrong uh, Wendy my, my point is that I, I absolutely love what this is about the growing future farmers and, and love the fact that you know, some of the horror stories are just going to become stories of the past and that this is a great opportunity to, to move forward. What, what, some of the, what do you think are some of the biggest challenges for young people coming uh, through the sector now? Well, I think to start with, it's, it's the external reputation and a lot of, um, I guess, the media and social media sort of making farming sound like it's, it's not a great future career. Um, and I think that is a barrier from a perception and reputation point of view. Um, and I think that's something that we need to promote through actually um, that dream that I spoke about and what it's really all about. Um, I also think that there are going to be barriers for, um, I guess, people seeing it as, as hard work. It, uh, and it is quite labour intensive, but, um, you know, not being able to sort of clock off at any hour and go, go down to the pub and have to really have that integrity to want to work hard, but see the rewards as well. So it's about making sure that we can also shape it to feel like it's attractive so they get a balance in their lives and seeing that it's not limiting um, should they want to come on farm and actually some of the skills that they will learn uh, will certainly stay, stand them in good stead as opposed to, I guess, a, a job at McDonald's, if I may say that. 
Yeah, yeah, and, 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 and Winnie, that's a great comment. And, and I mentioned Rob Butter already, where he's got a, a young guy on there who came on board early 20s, four years in, is now going into an equity partnership. And I think that's part of the story that often gets lost. And, you know, you see these young people who come in and they, they go into these share milking situations and can very quickly accumulate uh, capital. And, and it's a it's a, it's something that's a trend that's now starting to happen across sheep and beef, the, the equity partnership. So, yeah, the mess- message has just got to get out there, doesn't it? So, you know, the, it, it's all, you know, it's just, these are exciting times. And I think that negative, we do see it. We do see it in the, ne- oh, why would you want to go farming? Oh, you know, well, that's wrong. And, and I'm, I'm sure you agree. Absolutely. I mean, I think there's a wonderful uh, clip about why God made a farmer. If anybody hasn't seen that, go on YouTube that. But it's the, the farmers are truly hold, um, you know, the world in their hands. And they do that with care, but also with a resilience that uh, not many other industries can can be proud of. So I think it is about making it, it, it the inspiration of what farmers do for the world it, is really key because we've got to shift that perception. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, so you plan uh, to grow the organisation perhaps into other industries as well. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, well, again, obviously I come from the dairy industry in terms of my background um, and I certainly have seen in my time in Fonterra there's a huge gap there, but equally being exposed in the horticulture, viticulture and pretty much everybody in the agri-sector is saying we've got a pipeline problem, whether that's from an intergenerational point of view or whether it's from just um, not enough um, local talent and having to encourage people from offshore. So I think it's around how do we expand it in a way that is a true partnership sorry partnership and collaboration across multi elements of the sector um, but I have quite a lot of networks where the need is there it's a matter mm. of understanding where and how without compromising the great foundational work um, which is you know keep the quality of the operating model and the standard up but how do we scale that um, for the maximum benefit of the sector mm. yeah Fantastic. Uh, great to chat. That is Wendy Paul, Growing Future Farmers, the new CEO uh, coming on board after 18 years uh, with Fonterra. Bex, of, uh, you know, like you obviously enjoyed the episode of Country Calendar. Well, they were up Wairo away, weren't they? Was that right? Uh, that I think Gis- I'm further up Gisborne. Gisborne I'm probably okay. a little um, biased because I went to school with one of their daughters, right. um, who was lovely, Miranda. Right. Um, but I do think that they, you know, everything Dan and Tam said uh, in terms of even their approach to, you know, I've just talked about earlier about how I would love, we we thought about planting Manuka, but it's prohibitive, you know, cost. And then I, I watch him talking about how they've done it because, you know, it's the long-term future and and I agree um, wholeheartedly. And yeah. also, yeah, just that um, responsibility of us all to actually help. We have a duty, if we can, to invest or to help grow the future farmers for the industry. And also I think um, uh, what Wendy said about scaling it to other parts of the sector, um, you know, I'm sure if it's worked for sheep and beef, um, why couldn't it work for other yeah. other parts? That sounds like a, you know, that sounds like a no-brainer really. If As long as they can, like she said, keep that integrity of the core, you know, and keep the really good foundations and not compromise that. Yeah. So how do you feel, uh, do you have any knowledge of young people going on farm 
and walking away despondent because they've had to do 60, 70 hours a week and it's just drudgery? Mm, look, I have known a lot of young people on farms. I've interviewed a lot of them. Um, yep. I've done, I did a lot of work for Young Country magazine, which is, is no longer published in print, but we still do some stories in Countrywide and Dairy yep. Exporter. Um, you know, I've been out to Tautani, which is a big station out on the coast near us, when it was leased by Teratahi, which obviously, yep. sadly, is no longer. Um, and I can't say, I've, I'm not saying that those things don't happen, um, but I can't say I've personally heard many stories of that. But then in saying that, I think the people that we were probably featuring and interviewing were yep. probably, you know, at good farms with good employers, if, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. So, I uh, know I have never yeah. had any experience of, of that. <sighs> yeah. Well, uh, I'm pleased to hear that, and I hope that is more so the case than uh, some of the dog's breath situations you do I uh, have heard about. You know, and I might be quite, you know, using a reasonably long bow in terms of historical. You r really would hope. But I do know of one or two current cases. Anyway, so hopefully, but that's the minority, the very big minority. We always talk about the 90 or the 95% here on the show are doing it beautifully. Well, it only takes one to ruin it for everyone, yeah, though, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> right. One, one broken cow tail, et cetera, et cetera, and that's front page news, et cetera, et cetera. Then suddenly all farmers are mm. doing it, which is a little bit of that sort of New Zealand um, dumbass way of viewing the world. Can I just say that? Can I, am I all right to say that? Early enough on Sunday morning? I do think I, you just said Do it. I need to go off to church and, and be, you know, get my sins forgiven? Anyway, you're on Rex, Hamish Mackay and uh, Rebecca Graves with you, uh, as we do, Saturday and Sunday morning, 6 to 8 a.m. if you're listening on the wireless, on the radio, on Today FM. And, of course, we're in the podcast version as well uh, throughout, well, we become available once the show has gone to air on the radio. So listen back anytime, anywhere. Don't forget, download the Rover app as well. Uh, next up. A hell of a week of weather in the North Island. Rain, storms, lightning strikes, the whole, the whole shooting box. Uh, Jason Smith, good friend of the show, Kuiper Farmer, of course, a former mayor up that way, is going to join us next here on Rex Rural Exchange.